What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of season two. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Philosopher Bruno. Kurt, ask me why I'm a philosopher today. Bruno, why are you a philosopher today? Well, see, Kurt, humans have two hands, and I'm going to use that analogy. So on one hand, I don't know if you can tell this already from my voice, but we are live together from the same room. Kurt is home for the holidays, back in Granby, baby. Shout out Jason Lublin, who was going to come to Granby, but guess what? I'm the one who came to Granby today. So I'm alive, live, alive here in Granby with Kurt. But on the other hand, I also wore all black because today's a funeral because the Patriots are dead and they're missing the playoffs. So I'm philosophizing, if that's a word, being both live and alive and dead at the same time. I don't know what's going to happen. Everything is a social construct. That was that was truly electric. I have <laughs> no other way to put that. That was that was something else. But yeah, a lot to be happy for because like you mentioned, this this feels like I feel like we're home. We're, we're back. Home. Like we're this home. this feels right. Feels good. It's like a it's like a hug. I can see you like when you're gonna talk, when you're gonna stop talking. Like there's no awkward delay on the computer thing. Like we're getting kind of good at it. I'm not gonna lie, but this is just so much better. Yeah, it, the computer thing's been fine and all. Like it's worked out really well. It's we've been able to make it work. However, how error. However. It like has just it's been hard because the way the software works, like you can't talk over each other. So sometimes it sounds a little bit funky and kind of wonky at times but no no worries about that anymore i will talk over you as much as i please yes you you surely will <laughs> you surely will um but you but 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 you raise but. a good point that we are at we are attending a funeral moment of silence thank you very much you're welcome uh yeah just truly it's it's sad times but it makes me look back and appreciate things more than i normally have i don't know it's just this big conglomerate of feelings yeah, I saw a good point on Twitter today or I was listening to something. I forget where I heard this, but like someone basically asked the question, what do Patriots fans do now that it's December 22nd and our playoffs are already over? Like our playoffs usually start in the AFC Championship game. I don't even know. Like it hasn't even sunk in yet. I'm not going to lie cuz like it's still it's like, "Oh, we're wrapping up the regular season," but like it's a very weird thought for us to be sitting here like already knowing that we won't be playing playoff football. Yes, our regular season usually hasn't started yet. It's true. And then our playoffs start in the AFC Championship. We have a long preseason, if you will. Yeah, it's a 17-ish <laughs> game uh, preseason. So, yeah, this is, again, we're going to be processing this for a couple more weeks. But, yeah, this is, it's a funeral today. It's a sad day. It's a weird day. It's a, you know, is it even a day? I don't know. It's something. It's I don't even know what to feel. I've just kind of been numb. I've just been yeah. a little bit numb. Yeah. But with that being said, we do have a slate of games to get into. So, let's get into those well, right now, Bruno. Bang. All right. First up, Thursday Night Football, Bruno. Thursday Night Football featured a marquee matchup in the AFC West. A wild game, thrilling game. Ultimately, the Chargers, the team that can't win the one-score games, Bruno, they pull it out. They pull it out. They pretty much eliminated the Raiders from the postseason. They beat them 30-27 to in overtime. What is your first takeaway from the game? Well, on the second to last night of Hanukkah, they got a last-second win, if you like that. Um, definitely a crazy game. I will say Derek Carr um, was injured this game. He hurt his groin or something, so it was Marcus Mariota, um, like you said. And he actually played pretty well, to be honest. That's kind of like my takeaway. Like, good for Mariota, because I don't know what his contract situation is, but like... There's all these end of the season, you know, quarterbacks getting opportunity. We're going to get that into that with our team later on. That's a little sneak peek, if you will. Uh, but Mariota might be an intriguing option for some teams moving forward. He actually played pretty well. That's my biggest takeaway. I mean, again, the Chargers, it doesn't really matter. I mean, good for them. They got a single-digit win. Like, that's good for morale. 
the Raiders, their playoff hopes are fading. I think a couple weeks ago we thought they were going to roll in with some momentum. They beat the Chiefs, but now it seems like I yeah. don't know what's going on. With Wrong them. because they're. Yeah. It looks. I think they have like under a three percent chance now to yeah. make the playoffs. So they're going to need a. Uh, it's no longer a Hanukkah miracle. They're going to need a Christmas miracle. So Ooh, good you for them. said it. I know. I said you know you if I can it. say Hanukkah, I'm at your house. I'll be respectful. We're under your roof. We're under your rules. I'll say it at the at the Granby residence, the field residence, if yep. you will. Um, but yeah, that was my takeaway. Just Mariota looked pretty good. I think Mariota was the story for me in this one, and I know the Patriots are interested in Marcus Mariota, and I, mm. it's just a little bit hard to see him go out there and ball like that. And I do think Marcus Mariota has had issues in the past, obviously. he When he was replaced by Ryan Tannehill last year in Tennessee, um, obviously Tannehill was playing better at the time, but Mariota has had some injury issues that haven't really allowed him to be on the field too much. So I feel like that was something that kind of, Per, like didn't allow him to show all he was capable of. Maybe that's making excuses for him. Maybe that's not. But I feel like he kind of got a raw deal. So I was happy to see, um, you know, him go out there and perform the way he did. He signed a two-year, seventeen million dollar deal, I believe. That was going to be my question. Okay. So they—that's good backup money. That's really good backup yeah. money. So perhaps and we're going to talk about this later. Another sneak peek because we didn't talk about some quarterbacks who mm. could be potentially on the move next year. Mm. Um, Perhaps the Raiders cut ties with Derek Carr. They save themselves millions of dollars, and they just rock with Marcus Mariota. That Who knows? Yep, and it's but I think it's on the table. However, good win. Justin Herbert is that dude, mm-hmm. one of the best rookie quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. So huge win for them. Um. Weird. I don't hear anyone complaining about the overtime rules because it doesn't have to do with Patrick Mahomes. Because I'm pretty sure I was told Bruno, both teams. You know, have to get the ball, and in this case, both teams did. But isn't it nice to see a team go out there, like the like the Chargers, go out there? They got the ball second, Bruno. If you're second, it means you're not first. Okay, so they had to go. Play, they had to go play defense, and you know what? They they got to stop. And you know what? Then they got the ball, and they scored a touchdown, and they they won the game. They did. So. Um, eh, I, I'm just uh, fuck you, Patrick. Holmes. <laughs> is that another double standard, Kurt? Added yeah, to the list. it is. It's just like it's the narrative only changes when it negatively affects the golden boy of the NFL. Of course, of course, of course. I'm gonna stop simping. We're stopping simping. <laughs> no simping. No simping, Patrick Mahomes, 2021. <laughs> Get it trending. Get it on the trend. Board. Get it on the trend. You know who's trending up? Ooh, that was a great segue. Thank you. They've been trending up all year. The Buffalo Bills. Your. <clears throat> <clears throat> AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills. Hey, a little clap action for them. You know what? Yeah, hats off. You know, give credit where credit is due. Hats off, Josh Allen. Ha- hashtag draftjoshallen.com. Oh, yes, that's a great website. Go that check was it a out. fantastic website. Um, the Buffalo Bills, thanks to the demise of the Pittsburgh Steelers, yep, I, yep, glad are thou that. the number two seed in Wild. the AFC. They're eleven and three. They smoked the Broncos this week, forty-eight nineteen. I don't think I said that yet. Um, it just—they've showed their their dominance. They've showed their dominance. They've shown what they're capable of. Stephon Diggs was worth every single asset they traded to uh, to Minnesota for him. It's worked out wonderfully. Um, so just credit to the Buffalo Bills. I am going to go out there right now and say it. I want nothing more, nothing more than the Bills to make the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. That would be absolutely electric. I mean, I don't know if you saw those Twitter videos of the Bills arriving back in Buffalo. Josh Allen put them out. The you know again, 
trying to be safe in this COVID environment. Tell that to Buffalo Bills fans. They're just going to do whatever they want, lining up on the streets, going crazy. And that was just, I don't want to say just for winning the AFC East, because obviously it's been like 20 years since they've done it, but that was for that. Imagine. 25 play, years. Playoff wins. I'm not a math guy. Playoff wins, Super Bowl appearances. That would be nuts. So I'm right there with you. So I, I am a big fan of everything Sean McDermott has done with that team. I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. I think he's taken more than the leap this year that everyone talked about him needing to take. But I still have a problem with Bill's Mafia. Uh-oh. What, what's the what's the problem? I don't like them. Oh, <laughs> that, that, okay. I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> I went to a game in Buffalo a couple years ago, and they are... I mean, it was funny. It's cool. It's like a movie. It's like you're in a movie. Really? There's fire just everywhere. There's tables bashed everywhere. Did you see any sex toys, Craig? There was dildos. <laughs> there were dildos. Yep. People were driving around with dildos like uh, stuck to their car. Like, you know how like, oh they're God. like their suction cups, like their suction <laughs> cup to cars. They call it like the Brady Mobile, and it's oh just like my yeah, God. dildos nice. everywhere. So here's my here's why I bring this up. Uh, the Buffalo Bills won something. Uh, I don't know the name of the exact thing they won, but they won like best fan base. Oh, uh. and they were able to put a billboard wherever they want, anywhere in the world. Who who, who organized this? the NFL or something? They gave that power to the Bills? Well, the Bills won it. <laughs> oh, my God. They put that billboard in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. So there's a huge billboard right now in Foxborough uh, of, like, AFC East champ Buffalo Bills oh and all God. this stuff. Bruh. And it's like, okay. Like, it's cute. You guys won your first one. Like, right. I'm happy for you. I just I remember happy. my first division Yeah, title. but, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. And so my point is, I made, I made the point. I would love to see the Bills in the Super Bowl. But you know, you know what I'd love more? Uh-oh. To see Tom Brady beat them in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. That would be outrageous. Break their hearts for 20 years in the AFC. Oh Break their God. hearts real good. They thought they the were NFC. done. They weren't. <laughs> you thought you could escape that man? <laughs> you can't. You can't. He's immortal. Oh he is immortal. God. So I'm I'm manifesting Ooh. a Buccaneers Bills. Manifest destiny, Super Bowl. if you will. Oh, come on now. Bang. Bang. Um, You know, I there's moving on. I, enough about the yeah, Bills. Yeah, good for the Bills. Yep. Go for the Bills. Uh, Packers-Panthers. This game, sneaky close. Didn't expect it to be a one-score game. Um, I will say Aaron Jones has been phenomenal for Green Bay this year. Another masterful game for him. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers continues to do what Aaron Rodgers does. They move to 11-3. and three. Panthers look like they'll be picking in the top six-ish for uh, the NFL draft come April. So just two teams going in opposite directions at this moment, but a very competitive game. Yeah, the Packers dominated in the first half, just held on for dear life in the second half. You know, again, probably a result you expected. My one takeaway is, again, the Packers are on their way to the number one seed in the NFC, so that's good for them. That's not surprising. For the Panthers, the only thing I'll say is that they've lost, I feel like, they're getting outshadowed by the Chargers, but they've lost so many close games. Think about what their record could be if they had Christian McCaffrey this season because they're this competitive and this they're in this many games without arguably the best running back in football. It's crazy. So I don't want to say shame on Christian McCaffrey for single-handedly ruining the season, but uh, shame on him. Yeah, Matt Rules, I mean, I kind of questioned that higher, but he looks like he knows what he's doing. They have yeah. lost a lot of one-score games. Teddy Bridgewater's been pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's been great, but he's been pretty good. Yeah. And you're right, McCaffrey not being there has been a huge hole for that team. Um, because he basically is their team. Yeah. Um, one last thing on this game. It was interesting that the Packers, I mean, obviously they still won the game, but first time in a while, Devontae Adams has kind of been yeah. slowed down. Um, he had a touchdowns in like oh, 10 straight games, which, oh, first off, what? How? Bananas. How? Yeah. Um, but 
Panthers did a really good job bracket coverage. Bracket coverage is such like a, a easy, simple thing, but it's also so complex at the same time. And they bracketed the shit out of Devontae Adams. So really good plan by the Panthers, and it kept them in the game. Yeah. But um, I don't know about their counterparts in the NFC South, Bruno, oh because there's a certain dirty bird oh, no. down there that um, – The Boyds. You know, they look okay. You know, looks positive <laughs> for them. And then all of a sudden – there's just one human being who walks around the planet who has a Brazilian model wife who kisses his kids on the oh lips God. and who just d- destroys everything about this fucking Atlanta Falcons franchise. Tom Brady did it again. He done did it again. Tom Brady done did it again. Atlanta fans, I actually feel bad for you. I mean, there's so much wrong with your franchise. I don't even know where you want me to start. But this is a problem now for you. And it's not just a Tom Brady problem. You come out to these ridiculously large leads and you can't sustain them. It's, I don't know if it's a a Matt Ryan choking thing. I don't know if it's, it can't be a coach because Dan Quinn's been fired. Kyle Shanahan was fired or left uh, their offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl. He obviously is coaching in San Francisco now. So things have changed, but somewhere in that franchise, you're allowing these collapses to happen. And it's, it's ridiculous. Again, this game. The Buccaneers win at 31-27, but it was 17-0 at the half Atlanta. Yeah. It was 24-7, and you gave Tom – it was 24-7 with like eight minutes to go in the third quarter. It was almost identical to the Super Bowl. We've seen this story before. Bruno, how did the story end? Well, uh, let me tell you. Tom Brady said, no moss, no more, no moss. We're coming back and winning the shit, and he did it. He he did it. Yeah. You know, Kurt, I know this is going to be kind of random, but have you seen The Office, like the show The Office? What is this fucking dumb question hey, day? Intro, yeah, just, I saw it. Just a little intro. You know, uh, Kevin dropping the bowl of chili, or the, oh, I don't know what's it yes, called, it's the, a bowl the of chili. container yes. of chili all over and the floor. And then he swims in it. That's the Falcons. <laughs> That's the Falcons. Every time I see that gif, it's just like, that to me is now the Falcons because it's like, you got your chili. You, you got your, you got halfway there. It's like, all you need to do is just not fumble it all over the place. And then look what you do. You just drop the chili this all on the ground. really, really <laughs> nicely cooked chili. Like Looks you did great. so good. Probably Probably tastes great. <laughs> and you drop it on the floor. And then you don't just drop it on the floor. You go and lay in it. You just swim in it. You made your bed. Go lay in it. <laughs> so and that's the, the Falcons. And the Falcons. Oh, they go lay in it. They go lay in it. But this was just unbelievable by, yep. the, by yep. Tom Brady, man. There was a picture going around Twitter. Um, in Super Bowl 51 against the Falcons, yep. he Patriots were down. I don't know. I don't know what, what exactly what time the picture was taken, but they were down big. Yep. And Brady's on the bench with his hands oh, folded, eyes down, yeah. and just looks crushed. Literally verbatim, same photo in this game, sitting on the bench, but just in the ugly Buccaneers colors. And uh, just kidding, they're not ugly, but I'm just salty. Um, <laughs> and it was like, if you see Tom Brady do this, like, just run. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid, because he's about to light it up. Yeah. Brady. <laughs> 31 of 45, 390 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, pretty solid. He also quote tweeted that tweet on Twitter. Of course he's like, jerk. <laughs> yeah, he threw a touchdown to Chris Godwin, the four-yard touchdown. And oh, then... the last one to Antonio Brown, too. Yeah. Man. Seeing him throw these to, to Brown, even though that was for a little bit, but then also Gronk, and then coming back in shades of the Falcons game. Well, it was the Falcons game. Our Falcons game. It just It's like a weird – again, we've said it all season long. Just a weird feeling seeing it happen. Like, I want to be happy, and it makes me nostalgic and stuff. But on the other hand, I'm like – like that Squidward meme, like in his house watching SpongeBob and Patrick play outside. It's like, but I want to enjoy that too. Yep. It's <laughs> the Falcons in this game at the seven-minute mark of the third quarter. They just scored the second – their touchdown to go up 24-7. 
They had a win probability of 98.2. Oh, those graphs are two teams so dirty. 98.2. <laughs> Tom Brady said, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. I'll take my 1.8%. How about that for quick math? Ooh. And I will come and I will slit your throats. Yeah, speaking of percentages, he said, hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. I'm coming. And, oh, God. I was saying this to Bruno uh, off mic about how it was a really, really hard hour from like 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock on Sunday because you can officially say the end of the Patriots dynasty has come. Yes, it was like the sec- dynasty 2.0, but it was also the second dynasty mixed into one big dynasty. So what do you call that? I'm just going to call that one fucking huge dynasty. Mm. But it's it was the end of it. It was it, the chapter has officially closed on the 20 year run that was the Patriots. Um, and while that was simultaneously happening, I had to watch Tom Brady go out and come back from a 17 point deficit with all his little friends right in our face, like right in our face, like right in our face. I would say it's rude, but it's like I also kind of liked seeing it. So it's like just it's just painful. Well, I know I've made this analogy a thousand times, but it's your fucking ex-girlfriend mm. going and find someone young, hot way more attractive than you and then doing literally all the sex right in front of your face yeah, and you're just grabbing another bowl of cheetos and going to town yeah and getting fat <laughs> that's what you're doing <sighs> oh, sad. well shit yeah i can segue from that Kurt? i'm not gonna segue <laughs> i'm just gonna just let that soak for a second <laughs> uh... oh man well i'm disappointed and the next two teams are pretty disappointing too <laughs> so the san francisco 49ers lose to the cowboys the Cowboys, forty-one thirty-three. Cowboys five and nine now. Uh, still alive. I don't know how, but they're still alive. Yep. Um, in the NFC least, Tony Pollard is that his name? Yep. Tony. Okay, yep. I didn't know. Tony don't. the Tiger. Tony the Tiger Pollard. Um, again, great game. Ezekiel Elliott was out, uh, and C- uh, Pollard ran for two more touchdowns. Did you see CD Lamb at the end of this game? The 49ers went for an onside kick, and C.D. Lamb said, that's a really cute attempt, and I'm taking it <laughs> I'm to the take house. I'm going to take that. <laughs> I'm going to take that to the house. Essentially ice the game. But then the goddamn 49ers come out, and they throw a Hail Mary, a 65-yard Hail Mary or something, to get it to a, an eight-point game. It was just a really weird game. Really weird game, but the Cowboys come out on top. Yeah, I mean, again, like you said, the 49ers, valiant effort this season. Their division's tough. The NFC in general is tough. You, you know, Jimmy G has been hurt all year. They tried their best, honestly. They, they had some great wins. They beat the Rams a couple times, but honestly, Who like, else they beat? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, they had a they had a, they they did the most that they probably could with their season. Tony Pollard, that's the big story for me this game. It's like Zeke signs this big contract. Everybody at the time has some pretty hot takes about like, you know, why are you doing it for that? We even said at the time, why are you paying all that much money to a running back? Then he has this season where it's like he just is like either overweight or hurt or not interested, unmotivated, whatever. Meanwhile, Tony Pollard out here, Kurt, you said it a second ago. Let me just say this out loud. 69 yards rushing and two rushing touchdowns in addition to six catches for 63 yards on the receiving side of things. So, I like, I don't know what you're going to – like, I feel like this just proves it more than ever that you almost – it's like, yes, there are star running backs out there, but it's just it, – I feel like you don't get the value from signing them to those big contracts because you can find guys on cheap who can do stuff the same way. You sound like Bill Belichick, and, like, that's the thing. The longevity of a running back career in the NFL isn't that long. It's like four years, unless you're a superstar. Right. Um, and, yeah, there are some of them. There's Alvin Kamara. There's Christian McCaffrey. There's some of them. And But here's the thing, though. You would have said that about Zeke probably, too. Yeah, but he's had such a bad year, so I'm wondering. I know. Ugh. I know. I think he's kind of gotten exposed this year because he's had to 
carry the weight of a lot of that team when Stack went out, and it's kind of exposed him. Yeah, and he can barely carry his own weight, if you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, sheesh. It's like James Harden. Seen him. <laughs> oh, my God, chonk. Chonk. <laughs> that, was a, that was a wild Good scene. God. Um, God, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, Zeke's looked pretty irrelevant this year, but uh, there hasn't been a, a team in the NFL more irrelevant than the Detroit Lions. Oh, but Sorry. we've made them relevant thanks to our podcast. <laughs> this podcast has made them relevant. Thank you, Matsky. Yeah, even though you don't Matsky. fucking come to Instagram Lives anymore. I know. I've scolded him. Yeah, good. You should. Time out for Matsky. Yeah, time out. Uh, well, they got, their, uh, they got their butts handed to them by the, the Titans this week. 46-25. I really have nothing to say aside from two things. Ma uh, Ryan Tannehill throws five touchdowns. Derrick Henry runs for Crazy like 100. how good yeah. Tannehill has been. Henry right. runs for 150. I, how does that happen? Derrick Henry runs for 150 and Tannehill throws yeah, for five right. touchdowns, which, mm, what world am I in? The second thing, uh, Matt Stafford and that no-look pass. If yep. you haven't seen it, go look it up. If yep. Patrick Mahomes did that, you would see it run on a loop 24 hours, 365 days of the year on ESPN because it was that, co that cool of a pass. But if it was Patrick Mahomes, they would have creamed themselves to it. Right. So that is for – the point is, is that for Stafford. The other point is that he, like – leading up to this game was like ruled out of the game and then he was like i'm gonna fight my way through injury and gut it out the fact that he even played and played that pretty much like he wasn't really the problem this game like he, he wasn't perfect but he still played pretty well honestly we're gonna get a little more into stafford later on a little another sneak peek preview of hey -o. Uh, topics to come. but he played pretty well but yeah again the takeaway from this game not much another good win for the titans the lions you know their season's fading or has faded it's gone their yeah. season do be yeah. gone yeah um, Speaking of seasons that are gone, yeah, bang! Yeah. Oh, yes, great transition. <laughs> the Texans, it's gone. It, this game was wild. The Colts win 27-20. Did you see the play? Yeah, well, the, the, the play. Yeah, the yeah, play, yeah. yeah. So basically what happened was the, the Texans were driving. Again, Texans had nobody. Just absolutely depleted right. roster right now. Deshaun Watson, they're down by a touchdown. Deshaun Watson drives them down the field. I don't know who he threw the pass to. Cootie, maybe? Yeah, Coote. Coote. Whatever his name is. Coote. Yeah, him. <laughs> And uh, he catches the ball like the, the seven yard line. He he, he breaks the tackle, right. avoids a defender, and is like trying to like reach out for the goal line. Stripped, fumbled, recovered in the end zone by the Colts. Yeah, and it, that was the GG. game. But that was the, I mean, they were they were right there. And somehow, if if you are a Patriots fan, you're rooting for the Texans in that game because the Colts. If the Colts lost out somehow, you could have got in, but that was never going to happen because right. Patriots suck. So. Um, Weird game, but good for the Colts, I guess. Yeah, I guess. other other than that one game against the Patriots that they won, it feels like every week is just uh, the scene is like um, Deshaun Watson just heartbroken on the sidelines after another crazy way to lose. Like it's it's wild. <sighs> Why did he resign there? I I mean, again, he probably just was just like money sure, and hopefully I, he knew Bill Bryan was Bill O'Brien was going to get fired. But again, like you said, it's the Texans. Like I don't know what right, his, but what he's more, such, he's such a talent that right. it's like you are. You're about to be a free agent, like, right? And now he's not going to get his. I mean, he got money, but he's not going to. Let's like, let's look at the facts. They're not going to contend for anything anytime no. soon. So it's like you're wasting all these years of Deshaun Watson's prime. It's like, god damn, why did he? Like, I, I guess he likes the city, but shit, like. Can you imagine he was like resigning? He's all pumped. He's like, "Yo, man, Hopkins, we about to be here for life." <laughs> Psych. Yo, D Hop, this is great. Now Kyler Murray's like, "Yo, shit, D Hop down there somewhere." <laughs> Not on your team anymore, Deshaun. Yikes. Um, but yeah, good win for the Colts, I guess. Yeah, I, don't I know. guess. I guess. Speaking of good wins, mm. this actually was one. Yeah. The Chicago Bears. Don't look now. Was this two in a row for them? Yeah, they beat the Lions, I think. Wow. And then now the Vikings. Yeah. They're in the hunt. 
wild to say, considering if yeah. if Arizona had lost, they would have been the seventh. The Bears would have been the seventh seed, right? But um, in this one, the story for me, David Montgomery, uh, Bears Bears running back, he's been going off. Yeah, that too. He ran for one forty six, two touchdowns, and the Bears offense scored thirty three points. What what alternate galaxy is this? Because that doesn't happen. Yeah, and what's good news if you're a Bears fan is that it seems like they finally figured out that like you can allow David Montgomery and their run game to do their thing because I think maybe in the past you were trying to like force it with Mitch or Nick Foles or whoever it was too much and like the over reliance on the passing game just was not working. So now that they're actually like doing stuff in the running game that's opening up the passing game, they look good. I've seen other people say this too. This is not a Bruno original point, but to be fair. They have played the Lions and the Vikings, who don't have great defenses recently. So that might be Correct. part of it. Correct. That being said, that doesn't take away from the stats that they're putting up because you still have to go out there and play, right? So you don't play the game on paper. You play the game on the field. Last time I checked for it, you played in real life. Um, yep. What is real life? But anyways, that's a question for another day. So, yeah, the Bears look good. I will say, I think they have a – I forget. Wait, let me just click on them. Do you know who they're playing? I know they're playing the Packers in Week 17, which is the scary part. I think they have a winnable the game. They play, the, they play Pittsburgh. Jaguars. Jaguars this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Who playing, plays Pittsburgh? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out shortly, but I'm. It says on my schedule right now that the Bears are playing the Jaguars this week. Oh, oh, I don't know. I just had a stroke. I was looking at the Colts. <laughs> I was looking at the Colts. Oh yeah, Bears. Colts play. Yeah, right. the Colts right, right, play right. at Pittsburgh. That, we'll talk about. Yeah, that we'll talk about that. But I just meant the Bears. I don't know what the exact thing is. Like they probably need Arizona to lose at least once. But the Bears probably need to win out. Jaguars. Hopefully, if you're the Bears, you can beat the Jaguars. Can you just imagine though what it's going to be like going to the last season, needing to beat the Packers? They're going to have to pray that the Packers have the one seed and will rest their players. For the I game. will say this about the Cardinals: they got two um, division games, first at 49ers and then at the Rams. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. And the, um, I don't know about the 49ers, but the Rams could potentially still be in play for seeding stuff that in that last game. So yeah. Well, they shouldn't have to worry about it, but they fucked up big yeah, time this week. Oh, yeah. We will chat about that. But good one for the Bears. Yep. Uh, the the Seahawks held on, clinched a playoff spot, beat the Washington football team 20-15. to 15. This game, another really weird game. Right. It was 20-3 going into the fourth quarter. Washington puts up 12 points. <sighs> Russ doesn't look like he did in the beginning of the season. Yeah, and is it like an injury that we don't know about? Is it like weird Maybe. stuff happening behind the scenes? I don't know, but I agree. I mean, it's not the same that it's, it was the first like four or five no, games. No, and DK Metcalf, it kind of looks like he's slowed down a little bit. Tower Lockett looks like he's slowed right. down a little bit. I mean, and there's no way the Seahawks could have kept that pace. That pace they were at going at at the beginning of the season was kind of ridiculous. Right. But, like, it's been, it's been bad. It's been bad. So... They have two weeks to figure it out. Um, they're still in they're in first place in the NFC West. Massive matchup coming up this week with the Rams. So that will that will pretty much be for the division. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So we will see. Yeah, and not much to take away from the Washington football team side. They're still in the division race. This loss doesn't, you know, I think anything. the thing we have to talk about with Washington Which is Dwayne. where I was going. But Sorry. Yeah. Nope, you finished. Okay. God damn it, Kurt. Why do, <laughs> well, you, why do you speak? <laughs> I was going to say, for the Washington football team, we see uh, Dwayne Haskins. Um, Alex Smith is still hurt. He's out this week. Maybe coming back next week. We'll see how this week goes. He throws it 55 times, and then what does he do right after the game, Kurt? Uh goes out to a strip club to relieve some stress or whatever else he might want to do there. Photographed without a mask. Not only is that just a bad look 
in general, but a bad look, especially in COVID times, a bad look for your team right now in the middle of like trying to win the division. And you're just showing that you're, you know, you're the starter for this week. If Alex Smith is hurt, you're going to probably have to start again. What do you do? Like violating protocols, letting the team down, selfish move all around. It's just not what you want to see from your quarterback. This was a perfect opportunity for Dwayne Haskins right. to show, look, I've gotten a raw deal here in Washington. Here's what I can do. Here's me going out against a, a team that's going to, you know, should be in the contention to make it out of the NFC this right. year. Um, and then you go, I mean, first, the fact that he threw 55 times in a game, way too many. Bananas. Bananas. And then just your, your stupidity to go out and do that. And you're putting your entire team at risk now. Um, we've made it this far through the NFL season. With We've had, obviously, COVID issues, but I expected it to be worse. Now, right before the playoffs, you're going out there and doing this shit. Yes. Like, dude, like, grow up. Yeah. Grow up. So... Tough look. Ter- terrible look. And he put out some half-assed apology oh, yeah. today. So, And, you know, Ron Vera basically – it was already like he basically hated him based on how this, the, the earlier start of the season goes. Yeah. Don't think this is helping in the uh, – you know, Ron Vera is battling through cancer to try to be there for his team. And Dwayne Haskins is going to strip clubs. So. Yeah. Dwayne Yikes. Haskins wants to go see the boobies. So that's all he cares about. <laughs> um, you know, this next game is interesting because I feel like there were two teams playing in this game. One wanted to win, and one certainly didn't, you know. And the Jaguars. But they made, still won, though. But they. Oh, yeah. Oh, but they still won. Jaguars get molly by the Ravens 40 to 14, but they don't give a shit. They're, they do not care. They're singing and dancing. They are singing and dancing because you know what? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God. Trevor we're, Lawrence. We're, obviously, we're going to get into this with the game that resulted in us saying this, which is the Jets game later. So We'll just talk about it. We'll talk, the Jets lost, Jets somehow beat the Rams 23-20. So let's just let's talk about under, both. I don't under. Okay, so what I do understand is how the Ravens beat the Jaguars and by how much. Because Jaguars think the Ravens, at least they've shown this year, even if they're not elite they can beat the bad teams Lamar went off right he went so off. again good for them they probably need this for confidence nothing to say about that game the Jets Rams game bro I feel like a couple weeks ago you and I and especially me were talking about how the Rams could be one of the best teams in the league yeah did they just was this a trap game like did they get overconfident was Jared Goff like rattled is he I don't know like how do you lose like that to the Jets the Jets defense was actually pretty good in this game I it's just so weird seeing the Rams go right pound the Patriots last week right. and then the, they lose to the Jets and so what we're talking about here and why we're getting all we're laughing, especially as Patriots fans, is because all year the Jets have had a one game lead, if you will, over the Jaguars in having the worst record, which would give them the number one pick. All of the sudden, my, 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 how the turns have tabled, mm, if you will, office. is that the Jaguars and Jets now both have one win, but the Jaguars have the tiebreaker based on what strength of schedule or something yeah. like that, which they won't like it's it's basically guaranteed throughout the last two games that they will still have the tiebreaker yep. so if they hold serve these last two games the jaguars just lose two more games they're gonna get trevor lawrence if they want which they you know almost they, they won't will. Yeah. so there was a mayor the the mayor of jacksonville tweeted out after the game like how happy and proud he was of the jaguars he's like this is a defining moment for oh your franchise God. like can you imagine if somehow the jaguars go out and win the game like win a game the next two like they can't right that they would can't they can't but no, they can't. No, no, no. I'm no, not saying can't. that. I'm saying they can't. I'm saying what if if they did be a real shame if there was a team that was at a playoff contention week 17 who could uh, you know try to give the Jets another win, dude. It, <laughs> how funny! I would <laughs> be so funny. Bill would just con- I, yeah. he was just he stays dancing Scheming. on their graves. Yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously this was a it was funny. Adam Schefter had a tweet that was like, uh, the New York Jets are in victory formation. Oh yeah. 
but so are the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was just it was yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I I it was thirteen to three Jets at the half, and I was like, I didn't even I didn't even flinch. I was like, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. They've had some like first quarter first half yeah. leads in this season before. So it the just Patriots kind of, game, right. the Raiders game. So there was no reason, especially at halftime, to be like, okay, the Rams are just, they had a bad half. They're going to come out and turn it on. But no, no, no. So a lot of I mean. As a Patriots fan, I am downright giddy. They can't. The Jets can't even tank right. It's like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Sign a fucking tackle out of Idaho now? Like, like Nick Wright said, that's funny. Um, it's just it's stupidity. And some somewhere, I feel like Greg Williams is laughing because oh he's like, eh, if I were still there, I would have made damn sure you lost <laughs> the game. Don't you worry about that. But this, those, both those games, obviously had a ridiculous impact on the NFL moving forward, which is crazy to think about. But does. You know, Trevor Lawrence is it looks like everything. It looks like a surefire, right. sure thing, and it's it's just crazy that you know I'm a Jets fan. I'm pissed. And here's the other thing about that, Kurt. Trevor Lawrence, for all intents and purposes, right now looks about as sure of a thing as you can get. The rest of the quarterbacks behind him are the exact opposite. They they could be like yeah. there's they have a lot of potential. Like there's there's a whole list of quarterbacks. Yeah, don't that people, you dare shame Zach Wilson. Okay, no, you know, no, what no, I, but you know right, what I mean. You're right, like, you're right, you're right. The, like the, I'm sure I'm sure that any one of them could be the next big thing. But like when you're drafting, you want to be as sure as possible. And it's really only Trevor Lawrence who were you know again. I don't want to declare him a Hall of Famer already, but we're that's really the only one you can feel that confident about. So maybe the Jets again. We're assuming things will hold serve. Say the Jets end up picking at two. They're going to have to probably roll the dice, if you will, and select one of these quarterbacks if they're not re-signing Darnold because that's a whole other conversation. Correct. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, you know, I am very upset as a Patriots fan oh, that Trevor Lawrence won't crushed. be in our division for years to come. Crushed. I'm so sad. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame he won't be in the AFC East yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> I'm really, really beaten up about it. Yeah. Uh, here's a team who did, the, who did draft a quarterback, Bruno, and they did a damn good job. The Philadelphia Eagles, they lose the game. They lose to the Arizona Cardinals 33-26. But they have something in Jalen Hurts. They have something. He looked great again today. Or, well, not today, you dumbass, but this week. <laughs> I know what you meant. Um, yeah, again, finally. I, I wasn't the first one to say this, but finally, the Eagles took out the Tarsh. They took it out. Yes. Got rid of Carson Wentz. It's funny. We've been talking about it for a couple weeks now, but Carson Wentz, he's been playing for all this time, and it, things haven't been clicking, and he's just had bad turnovers and bad play. It's crazy that you put Jalen Hurts in, and it's this quick this instant of a turnaround like not only his first start against the saints we already talked about that last week incredible and again he comes out and shows this week that even though they lost the game it was not a fluke it was absolutely electric to see the two former oklahoma quarterbacks just going at it it was so fun Jalen hurts has looked competent he looked good he looked like a dual threat quarterback so again this has kind of been the other thing about uh the this philly team is that they also have had wide receiver issues and troubles and on offense and stuff like that zach Ertz has been injured all that good stuff if they get healthier and get some wide receivers and stuff too you can confidently say i know it's only been two games but at this point you can basically say you want to build around Jalen hurts looks that would be a, yeah. a thing you could confidently say Abs- absolutely and those are two good teams that he's played against right. the saints and the the cardinals so right good for philadelphia took you long enough to do it but right. good, but good for it yeah. like good on you for may actually making the move right Next game, I had thought had potential to be the game of the year. Um, it was a good game. It was a good game. I don't think it was going to be. It's not game of the year after looking back on it. Right. But, uh, there was a lot of takeaways from this one. We're talking about the Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs beating the New Orleans Saints 32-29. to uh, In our pick six, I thought this game could have been a blowout. Um, 
but at least I picked the right team. Yeah, you got it right. Anyway, it, yeah. <laughs> um, it's the start for the Saints was just a little bit too much to overcome. Right. Drew Brees started 0 for 6 for the first time in his career. He, and he's known for being an accurate pat. Like, he's set records for how accurate he is, so that was wild. I know he came back from injury, and I know all that stuff. He's cleared to play, so I that was a really slow start. Yeah, and part of me, like, yes, there is that excuse of, like, it's his first game back. But at the end of the day, if he's starting, that's you essentially saying he's healthy enough to play and he looks good enough to play, right? You're not just putting him out there at, like, less than a – or maybe he's less than 100%, but not – like, he's. you're saying he's capable of performing. So that's why I kind of almost don't buy the excuse that's like, oh, he's, he was injured. Well, if he was really injured, he wouldn't actually be out there, though. So, again, maybe it was rust. Who knows? But I agree with you. It was very weird to see him start like that. Yeah, I thought – the Saints did a really bad job underutilizing Taylor uh, Taysom Hill. He only had two carries the entire game, and he had zero receptions. Especially with also, let's also talk about how Michael Thomas on IR now, which first of all, what? Right. Like, why? So <laughs> that was more of a reason where I was right. like, okay, this this we got some hope now that Taysom Hill can be getting more involved, but uh, no. Guess not. But on the Chiefs side of the ball, uh, Mahomes obviously threw, throws for three touchdowns. Yahoo, woohoo, yay! Mahomes, who cares? Um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire gets hurt. Yeah, that sucks. And they don't know the extent of the injury yet, but it, it could be he misses some time. Yeah, luckily so. they have Le'Veon Bell. Not that they're the same exact player, but yeah, that is. And I mean, they he's been good. Pretty much have the one seed locked up, right. so they're going to get a bye, which right. is helpful for them. Right. Um, now, let's talk about this next game because this next game had some massive massive playoff implications in terms of seeding uh, in both in both capacities. So, the Cleveland Browns beat the New York Giants 20 to 6. Back-to-back stinkers for the Giants. They were sitting at 5 and 7. They had one four in a row. Now they've lost two in a row. Right. Um, so they've kind of fallen back to reality here. I thought Joe Judge was too aggressive in this game going for oh, early. Oh, fake was a fake field goal yeah, or whatever just, it was. It was a yikes. I was like, yeah, sheesh. Yeah. What are you getting a little too cute, homeboy? Yeah. <laughs> getting a little too cute. I mean, he's um, a special teams guy, but he is not special. He is, but yeah, it's just yeah, the play call felt special. If but the other kind of special, oh, if you know what I mean. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. in peace. Um, but the Cleveland Browns, Bruno, with the demise of the Pittsburgh the Steelers, because I mentioned when I had my stroke earlier, and I was talking about the Colts. <laughs> The Colts and uh, Pittsburgh are playing this week. Right. That's a – with the way the Steelers have been playing, I, I, bet, a losable game. I bet the Colts are favored. Right. So, just for shits and gigs, Browns win this week, Steelers lose. Week 17, the Browns play the Steelers for the whole shebang a bang The division. The division. The shebang a bang And, Kurt, I'm going to add on even more to this. And so, again, you and I are both our big part of my take fans. We always listen to it. It comes out on Monday, so we usually give it a good listen to before we record anyways. Obviously, we have our own takes and stuff. But, again, one thing that they brought up that was very interesting yes. is that there is a – it feels almost wrong to say this, but there is a possibility that, again, like you said, Steelers lose next week, Browns win next week, and then the winner – of the Week 17 matchup between the Browns and the Steelers would win the division, and the loser misses the playoffs there at 11 a, and 5. There is a way it could happen. How? First of all, I don't even know what that would be more shocking for somehow. Like that would be shocking for Pittsburgh to go 11 and 0, start 11 and 0, then lose five in a row and miss the playoffs. That would be shocking. It would also be shocking for the Browns, who have not won like this in ever, to, to go 11 and 5, I win the division. But it would be also shocking for them to go 11 and 5, lose the last game, and miss the playoffs. Dude, I that. They look so bad, though, Bruno. We're gonna, you know, let's transition to them right now. Okay. Um, the Steelers game, right? So the Steelers, Monday Night Football, primetime game, 
going to Cincinnati, a team that they have spanked over right. and over. It's like the kid brother. You spanked the shit out of him. And no Joe Burrow. Again, that's been known. He's been out. And it, was the, it wasn't even um, the guy, Brandon Allen. It was Finley who Ryan started. Finley from NC State <laughs> for the 2-10-1 and, and one Cincinnati Bengals. This was a horrible loss. Hor- like, there's no justifying it. This was a disgusting but loss. No, it was 17 nothing at the half. Yeah. I literally, I, okay, oh. I have to be honest. Sometimes I make fun of teams who care more about watching the Patriots lose than watching their own team win. But I got so much <laughs> satisfaction out of watching the Steelers lose last night that I'm uh, like, eh, I get it. I get it. Kurt, some people are saying I curse the Steelers by foolishly and in the moment predicting them to go uh, undefeated. I or, forgot yeah. you did that. And, you know, I was living in the moment. I was having some fun. You, I knew you were going to say no. So I was like, yeah, I'll say yes to provide the other side of the coin. Yeah. What have they done? I don't know the exact time that I said that. But basically, since then, they have you not You said won. it at 10-0. So they've been 1-3 since. <laughs> so, yeah, they... Kurt, like you said, I am also taking much, much pleasure out of watching them self-destruct and collapse. I'm really hoping that they fulfill it completely and just lose the rest of the season and, again, lose the division. That would be incredible. Even still, though, Kurt, if even if they do make the playoffs, it's hard to see them doing anything in the playoffs at this point with but the way they're playing. They look terrible. Yeah. Big Ben, got to go. It's He's got to go. He said recently, I think, that he wants to play next year. No. But, again, like, no. he, like no. he was... I don't. Okay, I, it's hard to say. He was doing enough to win when they were on their way to eleven and zero, but like he never was really playing spectacularly, which felt kind of weird because like we've talked about all this whole time about how many great receivers they have. They just get all these great receivers. I know you want to chase Claypool. We've talked about uh. that before. You have Juju. You have Deontay Johnson. You have James Washington. Like they have all these pieces, but it's like if he's not getting the ball to them, or like he was making, he made some horrible throws against just the Bengals. Just God not awful. even close. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like it got deflected. It wasn't it was off the fingertips. It was just, like, not even close. So They're horrible. I agree. Like, I don't know what you do if you're the Steelers. Like, it's going to be tough to, like, cut him or get rid of him because he's a franchise icon. But, like, Ask you got to be praying he retires. Yeah, dude. He looked atrocious. Juju Smith-Schuster, did you see the Bengals oh, yeah. tweet oh, yeah. about him? <laughs> so... Juju Smith-Schuster, the wide receiver who had been so, so good, especially when Antonio Brown was there. Right. And he was like the number two, um, has taken to TikTok. And he lo- he thinks he's really, really good at dancing. And he thinks it's really, really funny to post videos of him dancing on the other team's logo before each game. Well, karma hit him like a goddamn freight train in this oh, game. Yeah. Because right around the logo, he got rocked. Right. Rocked. Dropped a pass. Incomplete. Just part of the disaster that was that first half for the Steelers. But, like, dude, you've made more TikToks this year than you've had receiving guards in the game. Yeah, and, Kurt, I'm not going to lie to you. I- I'm sure you've heard this well, Don't lie. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And two years ago, he was a hero. He was likable. He was funny. He was playing Fortnite. And everyone was like, oh, look at this Juju guy. He's great. He's sure a villain now because I feel like he's just so hateable. He's doing doing all these dances. He thinks he's so funny. He thinks he's so likable. And it's like, bro, you're not doing anything on the field. You're taking away from your team. Your head coach is being asked questions about it. And now we're at the point where Mike Tomlin even – I know you are going to say this, but I beat you to it. So what? Sue me. <laughs> he even said, I've seen the videos, and I'm going to have to talk to Juju about it. You don't want to be seeing that when your team has lost three in a row. You were really you know, ramping up for the playoffs. You're trying to improve and play better. Like You don't want to be doing this. And the fact that he has not had the self-awareness to, A, stop doing that, but, B, at least just figure it out on the field, bro. It's like, yikes. That's, I mean, I know Haskins took the award for the worst look this week, but Juju's coming in second probably with yeah. the worst look. Yeah, he is, and he's a free agent. 
next year. I, I did not know that. I don't think he's really helping his. Uh, oh no, his. Case. case yeah and especially with the Steelers who we just said have a stable of great wide receivers again he's not gonna have much leverage if this is, this continues so yikes Bruno um it's uh time we attend our funeral okay can you um, use one more I thought I was already there. Can you just do one more moment of silence for me? Okay, a moment of silence for our fallen heroes. Thank you very much. Oh, God, it still hurts. <laughs> it still stings. It still stings. In Bruno. case you did not know by now, if we need to say it, if we need to spell it just out, do it. Mission Impossible is over. It is truly, literally Mission Impossible <laughs> because the Patriots lost this week. Weird score to the offense, 22 to 12. Who cares about the actual score or whatever? I mean, again, we'll talk about it. But, like, the, the point, the takeaway is – we are now eliminated from playoff contention. The Patriots are eliminated from playoff contention. That is a sentence that first, I never it's said. It's the first time since 2008. Or 2008, the I year guess, Tom, yeah. Well, that year didn't count. Tom Brady yeah, that was, there. did not count. Again, I'm hopefully we're going to look back and be like, this year didn't count because of COVID. Hopefully starting next year or whatever. Again, we'll get to that in a second. But for this year at least, we were holding on to a slim hope. It's been a roller coaster every year, Kurt. It's been a wild ride. We've had some high highs where we declared them <laughs> Super Bowl bound. We've had some low lows where we said they're never winning a game again. Every week, I feel like I've been wrong on what they're going to do next. Yep. We both thought that we were going to win this game. We did not, and therefore, we are out of the playoffs. It just happened so fast. <laughs> it just happened so where fast. Where did the time go? <laughs> they gave me blue balls to the max. Oh, when they no. got to six and six, I was like, here we here come. We go. There uh, we go. We had a conversation about us having a better record than the Bucks. Do you remember that? <laughs> we had a conversation about how great it would feel to have a better record than the Bucks. <laughs> God, now I'm sitting here trying to go six and ten to get a better draft uh, pick. But let's talk about the game first, but then we're going to get right. – we'll quickly go over the game. Right, right, right. But uh, the the – the crux of what we're going to talk about here is stuff moving forward for the Patriots. Okay. Right. So quickly recapping the game. All you really need to know is the Dolphins, who had the 27th ranked rushing attack in the NFL, ran wild on the right. Patriots. It was disgusting. They ran for 245 yards, the most ever Bill Belichick's given up in the last over a decade. Um, so just disgust. That's disgusting. And you know, you know what's worse than that, which is weird to say, Kurt? You know what's worse than that? What? You could see this coming from a mile away, considering they had like eight of their offensive weapons from the passing game out. Like it was uh, Devontae Parker was out. Gusecki. Mike Gusecki was out. Yeah. I'm just, uh, Grant the, or something was hurt. The running back. Yeah. Like, so they had a bunch of passing options out. So what did we think was going to happen? Like you, you could have looked at this game before the game and been like, I bet they're going to try to establish a run. Wouldn't you think we'd maybe do a game plan? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. get too negative, but no, it the, just hurts knowing that like, this wasn't necessarily something you couldn't see coming. No, the defense was really, really bad. And right. this is the game where I feel like you miss Danny Shelton. You miss that right. big, Run fat, two-gap player um, who just takes up space. I know the Patriots went out this year and they signed Bo Allen from Tampa Bay, who has been on IR literally all year. <laughs> so I know, I guess that was you were trying, but it it right. never came to fruition because right. he didn't get on the field. But this is where you, like Byron Cower is a nice piece. Lawrence Guy is very good, but you don't have that. I think Bill Belichick is going to go try to find the fattest player in the draft and draft him. <laughs> hey, hey, me. It might it might be me. Oh no! By, by the time quarantine's <laughs> over. Um, but just the 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 Dolphins ran wild. Uh, I do want to comment on one thing from the Dolphins. 
I don't think they have any faith in Tua in terms of throwing the ball down the field. It's very Patriots-esque in right. terms of what they're allowing him to do. So his stat line, he, th- he completes 20, 20 passes out of 26. So good good completion percentage. Almost every throw was like a bootleg to a dump off in the flat. Right. He did not really throw the ball down the field. Um, he had a terrible, terrible, terrible turnover. Chase oh Winovich applied God, pressure, and he threw it up to J.C. Jackson, who obviously not picked it off because yeah. it's all J.C. Jackson does. Yep. Um, but just uh, it just I know he only has started a handful of games in the NFL, and they're probably trying to ease him into things. But they like the training wheels are still very much on for him. So that's something to monitor going forward. Right. And maybe it will get a little bit better with Devontae Parker back because he's kind of like that deep threat. But I agree, even from what we've seen from him previously, it feels, again, like they're very much kind of almost babying him or whatever. Again, we know there was injury concerns with him. Maybe they don't want him spending too much time in the pocket. I don't know what what to really say the exact reason is, but I definitely agree. Again, they have a chance to make the playoffs here. Like they're going to need some help over the last couple of weeks. They're going to need to win as well. They should, they probably got, they got a shot. I think though that honestly, like I feel it's kind of weird to say this, but it almost feels like the playoffs for them this year is almost like gravy. Like it, they're definitely like, as long as they can get healthy and figure it out moving forward, they're putting themselves in a great position, you know, moving forward. So that's what they should be happy about. Obviously they want to make the playoffs this year, but even again, even if they do make the playoffs, it kind of feels like, what are they really going to do? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll turn around these last two games. But again, like, like you said, they, they beat us and they ended our playoff hopes. And for them, that's probably enough to be honest. Kyle Van Noy needs to shut his mouth. Oh, yeah. Or I'm going to go shut it for him. (laughs) You were not happy about that. Like, dude, you are only relevant in the NFL because of your time with the Patriots. Right. So shut your whore mouth. (laughs) Oh, God. God. Kurt, relax. Kurt's getting fired up. (laughs) Kurt, blood pressure. Settle down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I just – the Dolphins were able to completely own – uh, time of possession in this game, 38 right. minutes to 22. Yikes. Yikes. 26 first downs to 18. Yikes. Yikes. Um, they had 80 more yards of total offense, but uh, it, it for me it was like they just had long, sustained drives. Right. Their touchdown drives, nine plays, 72 yards. Um, 14 plays, 90 yards. 11 plays, 75 yards. Those are long, yeah. long drives. A slow, gradual death. We just watched our we watched our playoffs hopes with each field goal that we kicked in red zone possession. We messed up and mistake we made. It was just a slow, gradual death over the course of this game that was not very fun. Yeah. So, like we mentioned, the final was twenty-two to twelve. Patriots were up six nothing at the half. But even though the Patriots lost by ten, somehow, some way, this game really didn't feel that close. Yeah, and we got some breaks. That weird <laughs> fumble that Cam made on yeah. the sideline. I I thought that was like. A turning point. Yeah, I thought I thought that was like okay, that's a sign we're going to win this game yeah, because no. basically Cam fumbled it. It was returned for a touchdown by the Dolphins, but upon further review, the the guy <laughs> before the Dolphins recovered it, a different Dolphins player made contact with the football and stepped out of bounds. And then after he did that, the ball stayed in bounds and was picked up by a different guy and ran back. But because he was out of bounds, this weird call where yeah, it was like but, call the fumble that went out yeah. of bounds. I was like, when that happened, I was like, oh my. And because, again, we had seen Cam fumble in the Buffalo game. Uh, I was like, oh no, this is, this is going to happen all over again. And like when that gets reversed, I'm like, we got this. I was like feeling pumped. And then. they nope. s- Did you see the slow mo video of Cam fumbling the ball in his face oh. as the ball? Like, <laughs> if. if <laughs> do yourself a favor and go find the replay of that because Cam's like realizing, like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it was funny, uh, but not really funny yeah. at all. Oh, man. Um, 
but yeah, this game really didn't feel as close. The Patriots only got into the red zone one time, and it was on that cam run where he fumbled. Right. So just Yikes. truly not great. Right. And I, I know I might be skipping around. I know there's a couple other things to talk about from this game. Oh, oh yes. I had, I had three that were on my mind, and I'm sure they were on your list as well. So I'll say them, and then I'll let you finish out the rest of this game. Number one, I'm sure this is on your list. Gilmore hurt. If you watch this game, you obviously saw Stevon Gilmore get hurt. I will say, when it first happened and when we saw the replays of it and the immediate reports even on Twitter was like he tore his ACL and that yep. would have been terrible. Like that was horrible. Later on, we found out that, again, you probably know more than me, but I think it's not as serious of an injury. Correct. He still had surgery and he's out the last two games, but it shouldn't be like an ACL severity injury, Yeah, so right? Ian Rappaport tweeted that um, Stefan Gilmore will not be playing the rest of the season. He ended up tearing, partially tearing his quad. Right. But... In retrospect, and like hindsight, that is great news. Way better in compared to what we thought, because a lot of the, a lot of the, um, you know, medical professionals who kind of watch these games and you know tweet about what they think it could be, a lot of them said that there was a, a pretty succinct possibility right. that based on the video, it could have been an ACL. Um, so I, I'm very very happy for Stefan Gilmore. Uh, f- for a couple of reasons, he when the Patriots signed him a couple of years ago. They signed him to top money as a cornerback, and he deserved it. He's played – I mean, he had a rough first couple games as a Patriot, and then ever since he's been – Elite. Absolutely lights out. Yeah. All pro, if you will. Yeah. B-Rad, I appreciate the shit out of you, but he – my dad was like, well, he hasn't been that good this year. And it's like, mmm, wrong. Yeah. I feel like that's a weirdly popular – That is a – Dude, all the – it says he won defensive player of the year last year. But I'm – he is severely underpaid. I don't think he wants to be – Wants to be in New England. I, that's not the right way to kind of put that. I just think he wants his money. Right. And he does, and he deserves his money for sure. But the way that Bill Belichick finds corners, I don't think Bill Belichick's going to give him that money. Yeah. Um. Which is that's again, this is a business, and right. if Bill Belichick is confident he can find another J.C. Jackson or something like that, I, th- then you don't pay Stephon Gilmore. Right. But I was terrified for him for Gilmore that he tears his ACL at the end of a season. He's not going to play much at all next year, and he's never going to get to cash in right. like he deserves to get cashed in. Right. Um, so my guess, and that we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, is he gets traded this offseason. But it's good news for both. Oh, I thought he was a free agent this year. No. He's, oh. He has one more year where he'd be back with the Patriots. Okay, that seems to me. Got it. So, but um, I, I'm happy for the Patriots because right. if they do trade him, you'll still, again, this isn't like a, a career-ending injury. Right. You'll be able to get something for him, right? And for Gilmore, I'm happy because he does—he's been nothing but a true pro since his time in, in New England, right? And he, and he deserves his money. So right. that's that's fun, Gilmore. Yep, and that yep, exactly. You nailed that. I don't have anything to add. That was all for that. My second point that I was going to say of my three, this is much more minor. Um, I said on the pick six that with Damian Harris out, I expected Sony Michelle to have a huge game, and I think I said two touchdowns. Didn't have two touchdowns, which not is really—that's not really his fault. That's the overall fault, but didn't have two touchdowns. But still. His stat line, 10 carries for 74 yards. It wasn't 100 yards, but still, averaging 7.4. You said 80. Okay, yeah, so there you go. Give me some credit. Averaging 7.4 yards a carry, pretty good. And honestly, he looked he looked pretty good. Bruno, I'm he looked good. quick. Yeah. He had that burst. So yeah. what I'm saying is, obviously, the Patriots have found something in Damian Harris. Right. They found it a, a number one back. But if you can have, and I want to call it a two-headed monster because Sonny Michelle's not a monster. Right. But... You, if you have a one-two punch with Sony Michelle and Damian Harris, especially if Harris, you know, he takes a lot of hits. Running backs take yep. ridiculous amounts of hits. Yep. If you can have so, someone like Sony Michelle come in and get 
10 to 12 touches a game oh yeah and do that oh yeah you are sitting real pretty yeah. so this uh, that was my biggest takeaway from the Patriots offense this game I was mad he didn't get more carries right like he was running the ball so well yeah. and this, I mean the offensive line opened up some some nice holes for him and whatnot but um Doug Kide, if you follow him on on Twitter mm-hmm. he writes for Nesson go look at the article he had about Sony Michelle because you know, you look at the stat line, 10 for 74, 7.4 yards per carry. You're like, damn, like, did he have one long run? No. A lot of his runs were like 10 yards. Right. And if you if you look at Doug's article, it has a bunch of pictures for all you picture fans. <laughs> Love um, pictures. Me too. But it's like showing like the point of contact. Right. And he gets touched like at the line of scrimmage and he's then carrying people for 10 yards. So it's Team just. on his back. Yeah, dude. It was just a really, really. It was. Sony Michelle has received a lot of hate. Over the years, even I've kind of joined in on some of the hate this year, but I think that was more or less because of how well Damien Harris played. Right. Um, and obviously, Sony Michelle was bad last year. Like, there's no denying he yep. was bad. But at the same time, you know, David Andrews wasn't there last year. There were injuries to the offensive line last year, what uh, whatnot. And the guys had so many surgeries. It's like, it's so you don't win the 2018 Super Bowl without Sony Michelle. I truly believe that. I will, Set up before, we'll say it. I will go to my grave <laughs> saying it. Um, so I'm. Very excited to see that he was back to to what he had done more or less in 2018 from than this week. Yeah, and again, that segues really nicely into my last point, which again is just my my these are my quick three that I was going to get into before you get into all yours. The last one is Jacoby Myers. I think he himself was on the record saying he felt bad last year that he didn't take advantage of his opportunity as much that he had. We already have talked about how, again, he shouldn't be a number one wide receiver, but at least for us, he has been playing pretty well this year. And again, assuming we can add more weapons, I would love for him to be part of the wide receiver corps and not the entire thing. He had seven catches for 111 yards. That's pretty, that's pretty good. If you ask me that, Kurt, that is pretty good. Bruno, he has been one of the very, very, very few bright spots. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of the Patriots off uh, the Patriots as a whole this year, he like he ran some of these routes against the top cornerbacks of Dolphins, either Byron Jones or Xavier Howard. Shout out Byron Jones. Yeah, shout out. Um, it's just he's he was so solid, and the fact that he he was able to showcase it against like legit talent. Mm-hmm. I want him to be part of the future. Yeah. I, I I want him to be part oh, yeah. of the future. And I, I hope he, I hope he's around for a long time because Dude, if, what is his, is he under contract? Do you know? Yep, what the, he's a, yeah, he's under contract. Okay, nice, so nice. that is good. Huge. Um, but this was, I got to find this one thing. That's good. Yeah. It was something like if he kind of really didn't start playing until like Edelman got hurt. So it was right. like week six or seven. Right. And if you, um, if you put his stats extrapolated. Yeah. I was going to say matriculated, that but that's like slowly moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh. Oh, yeah, how it woke up. Yeah, woo. <laughs> um, but if you like, if you average his stats out for the course of yep. a full season, he's averaging 112 catches for like 1,300 yards, which would put him top five in the NFL. Dang, I did not realize it was that. Uh huh. So like, he wouldn't be seeing the volume of right targets, right? But maybe he would because he'd be going up against the number three cornerback. You're right. So yeah. um, he's got to be part of the plans moving forward. Oh yeah, and it's cool because he's not super fast. So the way he does things is really intricate and mm. it's just really footwork. crisp route running. Yeah. Footwork. Absolutely. So Jacoby Myers, an incredible bright spot. Yep. Um, it's sad that this is one of my notes, but speaking of bright spots, Nick Folk and Jake Taylor. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it is sad, but it's also true. Bruno, <laughs> the Patriots haven't scored a touchdown in two games. Uh. 
So, ouch. <laughs> but Nick Folk has made his last 25 field goals. Which is crazy. When you Nick think Folk. That. He was on the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> we picked him up for nothing. Yeah. For a bag of balls. We People forget we drafted a kicker in the fifth round. And yes. He... A white supremacist kicker. <laughs> people, we don't need to keep bringing it up, but we sure do. <laughs> we sure do. Um, it's just it's, – Yeah. It's he's crazy. been so – Consistent. He's won two games for you this year on fifty plus yard field goals, oh, yeah. both of them. Oh yeah. Like, and was last year the year Gostowski? Did we cut Gostowski before last year, or did we? I feel like last year. No, we had... he started this. Gostowski started the season last year, and then we cut him. Right, and then folk came. Didn't folk come in last yes. year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. After Mike Nugent for oh, a second. Oh god. Oh, I think of Bengals, and I think of Mike. Nugent. Yeah, me too. I think he's still in the league, by the way. I think he's on the Falcons or something. No, he, who is on the Falcons? He, Nugent I think somewhere. Chargers. Or Cardinals, maybe? May have no idea. I <laughs> Stats guy, look that up. I have no idea where he is. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then let's just talk about Jake Bailey because he's, oh, yeah. he's the best punter in the NFL. I mean, and he's going to the Pro Bowl. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Pro Bowler. Um, the – oh, I've God, I'm really – I'm – Nerd out. I'm, no, is that what you're not, about to do? I'm not nerding out. No. It's just the fact that I get excited about the best play for the <laughs> Patriots was a punt. Yeah, I mean yeah. – It was this perfectly placed punt by Jake Bailey and Matt Slater. Pro Bowl. Also Pro Bowl. Um made this terrific play and it's yeah. just like it's not exciting to get excited over <laughs> punts but when you're the Patriots yeah. in 2020 you get excited yeah. about that but you know who is excited Bill Belichick because he's been publicly oh. praising well, for good reason that whole unit Bill goes full chub every oh, time yeah. every time that, that special teams unit walks <laughs> out there because that's been their entire offense for two games yep all 15 points they scored in two games. <laughs> oh, God. Simply say that. not great. Um, <clears throat> so, I do want to discuss some of the bullshit because mm. there was plenty of it oh, in this God. game. So, Pick your poison. if you look at Cam's stat line, 17 of 27, 209 yards. He's averaging seven yards per pass. That's not that bad of a stat line. If you, can, if you could have got that Cam for the majority of the season, you'd be in a good place. But the thing is, like... <sighs> I've heaped a lot of blame on Josh McDaniels. Oh. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Kurt is not finished. <laughs> the first three plays of this game, I remember texting you, or you texted me, and you were like, What's, like what was that? Yeah. It was, what was that? a play action pass to Jakob Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy. <laughs> In- <laughs> incomplete. Laugh so we don't cry. Laugh so we don't oh cry. God. Then a run. That got stuffed. <laughs> it was third and twelve, and then a screen that that went for three minus up. three yards. Yeah. So, Oof. um, I don't understand the fucking screens Dude. because, as I pointed out, and we pointed out, Cam Newton has been very, very, very good throwing the ball ten to twenty yards on the field this year. He's been top in the NFL. That's not a mistake. That's a real thing. Top in the NFL. And Josh McDaniels refuses to throw the ball in third and long, which is ironic because most of Cam's completions during the game are on like second and long. It's Jacoby Myers for 15. It's Demir Bird for 20. It's like Nikhil Harry for 12. What are we doing? What is the every goddamn person who plays the Patriots knows they're just going to screen. That's screen, 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 screen. It's so frustrating. That first series, I was like, the game's over before it even started. Because right. if that was the bullshit you're going to pull, we're right. in trouble. Yeah. Speaking of that, Kurt, Jeff Howe, Howe, whatever, he's another funny athletic Patriots reporter. He had a funny tweet that was like, 
uh, I saw that screen coming. The entire Dolphins team saw that screen coming. Every Dolphin in the ocean saw that screen coming. And again, maybe a little bit of hyperbole, but it was still true because that's just what the offense has been. Kurt, we talk about how preparation is key in football. And if a team is predictable and you can predict what they're going to do and plan for it, your chances are you're going to be able to do well against it. How many times, how many games in a row, how many weeks in a row have we just been like, stop the screens? They are not working. Everybody knows this. We've been a broken record for weeks, Kurt. And again, is is there something else going on? Like, are we try? Like, is Josh McDaniels getting overruled by someone? Like, I don't know what is happening because at this point, it's almost like, again, Josh McDaniels is not some nobody. Like, he's been here right. for a lot of the good years right. too. So it's like, part of me is kind of wondering, like, what is going on behind the scenes? Like, I I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm just as confused and upset about it as you are. Ugh, like, God, well, actually, so... I take that back. Probably not as well, as you no, are, but I'm no, similar you're there. To... You're there. You're up there with me. <laughs> so, again, I talk about Cam's stat line not being that bad this game, and it really right. wasn't that bad. But <clears throat> from our boy Jeff Howe, this season, Newton's 183.2 passing yards per game rank 33rd among 36 qualifying quarterbacks. <laughs> His five touchdown passes rank last, 36th. His 10 interceptions are tied for 10th most. His 79.6 passer rating ranks 30th. On the other side, he's tied for the lead among quarterbacks with 11 rushing touchdowns and third with 489 rushing yards. But his 4.1 yards per carry rank 25th among QBs with at least 10 attempts. So uh, his- Let me add something on before. Let me yeah. add something on to those stats. That's it. He would be the first, which is most likely going to happen, the first ever quarterback in NFL history with at least 300 pass attempts in a season to rush for more touchdowns than thrown. First ever to do that. Well, shout out to Cam. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. <laughs> Thank you, Cam, because that's going to happen. So that's just see. Uh, he, 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 he. So that's enough about the game. Yeah. Um, I We've already been talking for an hour and five minutes. So Stinky poo-poo. This might be a slightly longer podcast, but I want to talk like 15 more minutes about some, some bigger issue. Hmm topics not issues per se but yeah. you know now that the playoffs are out of the picture now let's, that it's, let's, it's let's talk. gone let's, let's chat let's let's have a little, converse, a little fireside a little chat converse come sit hmm. come sit come Hopefully, sit for the holidays uh, we're sit guys so okay you're sitting too so first things first i'm the greatest i've I'm damn the right we're the greatest that you're welcome to the greatest podcast <laughs> ever okay sorry you're um, you're i want to talk about i feel badly for cam and i want to apologize i've already did it once when Cam Newton signed, there is receipts of me being not pleased. <laughs> Simply not pleased. Um, I was like, I don't want him on my team. He's a bad person. He's a bad teammate. Blah, 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 blah. Well, stick your goddamn fist in your mouth, Kurt, because you're an idiot. Um, Cam Newton has been the prime example of how to be the best teammate possible. Every interview, he t- he blames only himself he he's a guy that has a, apparently according to every report he's gained complete control of the locker room guys flock to him they want to be around him um he is the leader of the patriots which is why it's unfortunate that they've had such a bad season right. um and i do not feel like all of this is is on cam i would maybe half of it and but I feel like at the same time that the other half of it is just as big of an issue um, in terms of not having any playmakers around him. I think the play calling has been atrocious for a large part of the season. So if you have no playmakers and you have no, uh, if your play calling has been suspect, how do you go out there and perform? How do you do it? 
Yeah, I'm shrugging. keeps shrugging. I'm he's, shrugging. He's shrugging. <laughs> he's shrugging. I don't get it. And I want to... Cam Newton's been relatively quiet on social media this year because there hasn't been a lot to talk about. Yeah, other than his but, uh, pregame outfits currently. But. Yeah, some of the outfits been the drip drip. Yeah. But he went out with his uh, his fun font on on uh, Instagram, and he put out a, a picture of him looking a little sad mm-hmm. with Jacoby Myers, head down, walking off the field. And uh, Cam, I'm going to read this little story little, time with Cam. <clears throat> I'm not going to add all the little dots and squiggles because <laughs> you might have a stroke reading it. But it says, Dear Patriot Nation, I will be the first to tell you that this year has been unacceptable, all caps and a lot of squiggly lines, in more ways than one. And the standard has always been and always have been set. And unfortunately, we, parentheses, I, did not live up to what the standard was at all times or consistently enough. With that being said, the answers are, the answers, apostrophe Uh S, is, apostrophe (laughs) R, in the locker room. And one thing I do know about this bunch is that this locker room is filled with guys who want to be part of the solution, including me. All things considered, you will not see any finger pointing or excuse making, but more accountability being placed on the guys, me, in quotations, to get the job done. I think I speak for myself and others when I say challenge accepted. And then all his weird hashtags. But <laughs> You're not going to read those I'm too, not, Kurt? <laughs> hashtag joy is in the process. Hashtag I know the standard. Hashtag be the standard. Hashtag live to the standard daily. Hashtag shine to the shade. Love. <laughs> well done. Thanks. But... I mean, he's taking accountability for the Patriots season, which has not been solely on him. And I, I, I talked about this, I think, on the last podcast or on the pick six. If he knew that Julian Edelman was going to be out every game but six this year, do you think he would have signed? Probably just because of the lack of other opportunities. But probably, I agree with what you're but saying. he'd probably like, God damn. Yeah. Who am I throwing to? Because one of his things with Carolina was the fact that, like, until Christian McCaffrey came around, he had he, nobody. He had nobody. And so yeah. I'm sure he wanted to go to a situation where he had more than nobody. So that leads me to my next. Well, let's just talk about this first. Just talk about it. So the Patriots have a, uh, a game, Monday Night Football, hosting Buffalo. Buffalo, obviously, division champs. Who are you starting? Are you starting Jarrett Stidham or are you starting Cam Newton? Well, I mean, it kind of t- depends on what perspective you take. If you made me pick, and I would feel bad doing so, I would say Stidham. Because no offense to Cam. Like, he's been, a, like you said, been a great teammate, been a great leader. You you said this to me before we started recording, but he, you, we know that Bill has a lot of respect for him. He has some things in his contract where it's like if he starts, he gets a certain amount of money. And maybe we'll get into that in a second, too. So, like, I, I do, I want to root for Cam, and I, I like Cam, and I just wish he was playing better. At the same time, though. Now that we're eliminated from the postseason, him starting does nothing for the Patriots. It just stuff for Cam. Cam has an opportunity, if he starts over these last two games, to improve his stock, potentially heading into free agency, or to even show the Patriots what he can do to try to maybe get us to resign for next year. However, we have, we're have we going to get into this too, but our quarterback situation moving forward is a complete unknown. Yeah. And we have seen a little bit of Sidham. Like we had that weird time over the summer where he was going to be the guy. Then we signed Cam Newton. We've seen Sidham in spurts. Apparently he's been good in practice. You know all about his Baylor days. He, there's all sorts of reports, and it's really hard to just say right now what do we have in Sidham. 
to me, honestly, I would rather see Stidham start over these next two games, especially against like a good playoff bound Bills team. Like the Jets game, who really knows what we're going to see. But at least against the Bills, let's see what we have in him. And I know you feel similarly about this too, but let's see what we have in Stidham because that's the number one most important thing that's going to completely determine how next season is going to go. Like, what are we doing at quarterback? And so let's take the, in my opinion, let's take these next two games, see how Stidham does and use that to help us make the decision. Right. You have... If you have decent or pretty good quarterback play, you're automatically, I think, in contention for the playoffs next season. Right. You need you need competent quarterback play. Right. That also means competent play calling, but <laughs> at the same time, it's like you're exactly right that you need to find what you have in Stidham. If Stidham is not worthy, I mean, the Patriots quarterback play—you just heard some of those numbers I said—simply not good. No. So if you're telling me Jarrett Stidham is worse than that, why is he on the roster? So, why like you have to go figure it out? If if Jared Siddham, if you start Jared Siddham the next two games because you're eliminated and you have nothing to really play for, it's a it's only two games worth. But at least you'll be able to evaluate him. Right. Go evaluate. Is he capable of doing it? Can he make checks at the line of scrimmage? What's his chemistry like with some of the younger guys? Blah blah blah. blah. Is he commanding in the huddle? How does he run two minute drill? Those types of things that you you have in practice but you don't have any film on. Right. Um, you got to see what you got with Stidham. Also, give him all the reps in practice. Give him first team reps. Give him uh, yeah. everything that a starter goes through the week before a game. Give it to Stidham and see what he can do. Just because, you know, backup quarterback in the NFL is so important. If your guy goes down, someone's got to go step in for him. Mm-hmm. Right now, Jarrett Stidham's uh, track record is not very good. And he's, he's only really been in blowouts one way or another. But right. he's thrown two touchdowns and four interceptions in his career and like two or three of them have been pick sixes. Yeah, I was going to say pick sixes. So <laughs> that's not good. Not the greatest. Right? Not the greatest, but I want to see him go out and compete against a good right. team. So if he goes out and starts against Buffalo, which Bill Belichick has not closed the door on, okay? Mm-hmm. He's not closed the door on that. He said, we'll see in his lovely Bill Belichick way that he <laughs> likes to talk to the media. Um so it's on the table, I guess, and I would like to see what Stidham has because you have all this tape of Cam. You know what your offense right. is with Cam. You know, well, Josh McDaniels thinks he knows what what it's capable of. Um, so, in, like I get, like we've already said, don't want to be a dead horse, but go see what you got. Right. And you mentioned the Cam Newton incentives thing. I guess it was out on Twitter that if Cam starts the next two games it, in his contract, he gets – like an additional $3.2 million or something. And I think Bill, there's no doubt Bill respects his shit out of Cam and Cam respects Bill. And I think Bill wants to wants Cam to get as much money as he can because he Belichick already said, like, you know, we had no money. We had no money. We right. gave Cam, Cam Newton $1 million. So he knows how criminally underpaid Cam Newton is. So I think Belichick wants to give him all the money that he can, but perhaps they work something out where, Bill gives him the money anyway. I don't know. Well, that will play itself out. But right, I wonder if that had been like contributing at all to um, the decision to rock with Cam for this long. And who knows? Who knows? Um, there's a couple more things I want to talk about, but I don't know. If it's, we're doing this live right now, but if it's cool with you, let's hold off on the quarterback carousel thing. Okay. We'll talk about it next week because yeah. we've already chatted a while. There is one piece of good news in all of this. I'm ready. And that's Any I, good news, I'm ready for. And that's what I want to talk about because um, for as long as we've been Patriots fans, we've won the AFC East. True. Which means you play a first-place schedule. 
Oh, I like where this is going. Yes. <laughs> we have we have locked ourselves into at best, well, no, we've locked ourselves into the third place in the right. East. Um so that means we're playing a third place schedule next year. So our 2021 season opponents are already out. Now they're they they're out 2 years in advance. So next year the Patriots play the NFC South. That's like the NFC division they play. Oh no. So Yes, Tom Brady's coming back to Foxborough next <laughs> oh, year. Oh, no. I'm going to cry. Oh, man. That's yep. tough. We don't have to think about that yet. This was a positive point. Okay, positive. This was a positive, positive vibes point. only. So, the home the home opponents next year, obviously you have the Bills, the Dolphins, yep. the Jets. But you also have the Jaguars at home, oh, the, Saints, yes. the Saints at home, the Buccaneers at home, the Titans at home, and then the AFC North opponent in your spot. Which right now is Baltimore. Oh, uh, it's not Cleveland or Pittsburgh. I, w- I mean, I wish it was Pittsburgh, but it's not. Right yeah. Now. So that's that's Baltimore. Okay. And then away, you play at Atlanta, the Panthers, the Texans, the Colts, the Jets, the Dolphins, the, the Bills, and then the AFC West opponent who's in the same spot as you, which means Bron- it's the Broncos. Okay, I'll take that. So I will take that. Oh, but even still, I don't love going to Denver. I will take it absolutely, but I just don't love it. going to Denver. But well, yes. actually, right now the Chargers and them are both tied at five and nine. So I'll take either of those. To yeah, be honest. but it's not the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. that's not my point. Every year, yep. every other year, it's been the Chiefs. Yep. So you don't have to go to Arrowhead. Yeah. So that's a nice little break. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I definitely agree. I we got kind of screwed on the AFC North. I will say because the Ravens being a third place team again, they're overrated, and Lamar's not as good as people think he is. We've covered that. I don't. That's not a true. But that doesn't feel like a but third we've place. Been them already. We did. We beat we them did. this year with this Helen Keller roster. Yeah, and I was gonna say if we can dial up another monsoon, I'd be very pumped. Okay, but... and here's what here's my final point before yes. I leave. we leave. Okay, this is Bill Belichick's. First true complete rebuild. Oh, yeah. Um, with the Patriots. With the Patriots. Right. Okay. When what's let's go, let's time travel. Okay. Hop <laughs> hopping. Back to 2006. I was not expecting you to say that, but here we are. Back to 2006 when the Patriots made the playoffs but lost in Denver in 2006. Ugh. Shocker. Um, the Patriots' leading receiver. 2006, Bruno? Rache Caldwell? Rache Caldwell. I'm so pumped I knew Big that. eyes. I'm so pumped I do that. He's got big eyes. <laughs> Crazy R- eyes. R.I.P. Did he die? Oh, no. Oh, I kind of remember here. Is it that or arrested? I don't know. Well, R.I.P. Yeah, if you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> also, if, if you're, you're arrested, arrested, I hope you don't drop the soap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sheesh. Anyways, the Patriots were just oh, a, I know a you're terrible, terrible offense in 2006. Kurt, what what happened in 2007? Um, Bill, <laughs> Bill Belichick reinvented the Patriots offense, and he went out and he signed Randy Moss. He signed Wes Welker. Yep. He drafted uh, Hernandez and Gronk. Okay, one of those two. Was one good. of those was well, a good. Well, they were both good on the field. Was it 2007? Oh rough. No, he I feel like they won at Florida in two thousand seven. I want Maybe twenty ten was those Maybe two. Okay, yeah, but re- re- yeah. just go back to the Randy Moss and Wells Walker <laughs> part. Um but that's the point. He right. he he went out and uh, uh Gaffney. I think oh, he Jabbar got, Gaffney. Shout so out. I think he I think he got he he over, he recognized right. this is a problem. Right. We have to go address it. Right. Now he has plenty of options to address it in this offseason too. Um 
there's some really, really, really good playmakers out there from the draft coming up. Obviously, any person you take from Alabama is going to be oh, uh, Fonta Smith. Yeah, is where's Jamar Chase from LSU? Yes. Um, I think I think he's from LSU, but there are some ridiculously good wide receivers. Uh, you suck at identifying them, but <laughs> True. they. But there are some good ones out there, and there yeah. are also some fantastic free agents who are going to be on the market. So. I'm just looking at this free AJ agent. AJ Green comes to mind? Or no? Was he trade? Or I forget if he's free agent or trade that we he's, were. He's, um, let's see. AJ Green is a is a free agent. I'm loving it. Yeah, he is a free agent. Uh, Kenny Galladay, who I know Belichick has been. Always all... injured, but when he plays, he's unreal. Yeah. Um, T.Y. Hilton. Where did oh, my he... God. Wait, could you imagine Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay? <laughs> we're going to get into that next week, but oh, my God. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Um, okay. You know, I want Demir Bird back next year. Who, what are the names I'm looking for? <laughs> Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Chris yep. Godwin. Here's the, here's the ones I want. Corey, Corey Davis, oh. Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson. Oh, it's all of them. Those are three huge ones. I I, ha- I have this weird feeling Hunter Henry is a Patriot next year, the tight end. I would take that too. But I think Bill Belichick is going to go out there. Yes. The Patriots, as it is right now, the cap is at $175 million for next year, which is way down. So that's going to really hurt a lot of teams who have who are up against the cap right. this year even. Right. They're going to have to cut big parts of their roster. Patriots have $60 million in cap space. There's talks that the NFL is going to try to make it $195 million, which would mean the Patriots have $80 million of cap space. Huge. 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 Um, so I just – I'm expecting – I like a lot of this defense. I like a lot of the defense. I really, really, really do. Um, and if you can go out and you can trade Stephon Gilmore, you're probably going to – what did um, Jalen Ramsey was two first-round picks in a trade? Something like – yeah, I forget so the details. My yeah, guess is you're like getting that. a number one and, and probably like a number two or something. And it's hard to justify not – again, yeah. assuming he recovers, he's worth it. That's what I'm saying, dude. So you're going to have – and you already have um, – I think you have four or five picks in the top – 75 this year or something so you have okay, playmakers okay. and then you have all this money to go do what you want in, in free agency this patriots team is going to look wildly different next oh, yeah. year um we're oh, going yeah. to get it i promise next week regardless of what happens in the bills game we'll have the talk about the quarterbacks because yep. that, that was going to take like 20 minutes and i don't want this is already long so um that's a little teaser come back next week for that but um anything else you want to talk about before we we get out of here no, Kurt, uh, we covered it all. Again, we'll leave the quarterbacks next week. We'll see which quarterback for on our current team plays yes. this week. So we'll talk about that next week. We but, will. Kurt, as you said, for now, um, thank you for listening. Enjoy your holidays. Should you, if you just celebrated Hanukkah, shout out. Love you all. Uh, don't doesn't mean I don't love you for celebrating Christmas, but enjoy that <laughs> yeah, if you're celebrating that this week. Feels weird to say we're already at that. That's very yeah. weird. We have Oof. one more podcast of 2020 coming up before 2020 is over. But, yeah, honestly, true. Um, but yeah, weird Sunday coming up where we are. We know the season's over, so as Patriots fans, it's going to be weird. But for the rest of the NFL, it's exciting. Wait, Bruno, last thing. Last thing. Do we hope we lose? Do we hope? Does we that lose? sound bad? Right we... now we're the fifth. Right now we're the fifteenth pick. I mean, honestly, again, I don't. Th- it's it's prudent to lose. Why would we need to win? There's no moral victories at this point. It would just piss me off if we beat the Bills. So then I would have been like, right. oh, we should have won the other game. So I know. I, at this point, honestly, I hope we lose. Yeah, and I, I'm saying if right now, yeah, right now we're fifteen. If we lose the next two, we hypothetically, hypothetically, yeah. could move up to eight. If we're anywhere near ten, that would be awesome. Yep. So, so I'm just saying, hope it's competitive. Hope yeah. I hope Sid and plays. Hope he plays well, and I hope he loses. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're hoping for some different things this Sunday, but yes. we're still hoping. So uh, no injuries. Yes, no injuries. So 
Again, tune in Sunday for our pick six, in which I think I know what we're going to be picking for the Patriots pick. But for the other picks, (laughs) (laughs) tune in Sunday for the pick six. And as always, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys.